Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And thank you again for the continued emails. I'm getting emails every day of people updating me on things that are going on. And be sure to check out the website on the product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Chewable on sale now at healthmasters.com. So without further ado, as you guys have probably seen yesterday, as a lot of people have now, we knew it was going to start happening. And, of course, they've already started to get people primed to accept this unbelievable illegal violation of our rights. The House passed two horrific gun bills yesterday. And ironically enough, actually eight Republicans – voted yes on these bills, which we need to find out who those clowns are. The rest of the Republicans, of course, voted no. And uh, essentially what they are is the first one comes in, as I told you guys about a couple of weeks ago, is it now would make it a felony to sell a firearm to a friend, family member, anybody without going through a dealer. Now, the problem with this is that nobody even seems to understand yet the only way for this to be effective is to implement a federal registration. That's it. Because if nobody registers their guns, how do they know if Joe doesn't sell it to Bob and Bob doesn't sell one to Susie and so forth? There's no way to actually implement this. They have to have teeth to it, which means they have to implement a federal registry bill. The second one that they basically added is the ability for the FBI to actually hold your background check up to 10 days and in some cases indefinitely if the FBI feels the need to do so. These bills go hand in hand for specific reasons. If they ever get in a federal registry, which is what they're pushing, once they start forcing people to consistently always go through an FFL, then they can come in and start blocking people's transfers for whatever reason. We've seen this happen repeatedly to people where they go in for a firearm background check and they get denied. They're, they're non-felons. They're completely and totally law-abiding citizens. It was just some type of mistake in the system, and they got to go in. they got to try to resubmit it again and see what's happening. I've seen this happen to people. So giving the FBI the expansion power to actually hold transfers up to 10 days is nothing short of full-blown infringement. Let's just call it what it is. And once people, if they ever do, and I hope the American populace never goes along with this, but if the American populace ever registers their firearms with a federal registry, you will pretty much guarantee that they're going to come in and take everybody's weapons at that point. Now, granted, this is years down the road, and we still have the ability to hold the line and essentially stand our ground with our laws that are already in place and our constitutional laws. Ironically enough, just hours after both of those bills passed in the House, the notorious Senator Dianne Feinstein introduced her assault weapons ban again to the House. This is the failed assault weapons ban she's tried to put forward numerous times, and it's failed. But apparently now she figures the House is going to ramrod it through. And essentially what it does is it bans all 
weapons that have any type of capability for defensive measures. If a gun basically has a stock, if it has a pistol grip, you name it, if it basically takes a magazine, it's an assault weapon, and it's banned. On top of that, any magazines that are 10 rounds or more, banned. Everything's banned. She's just the banning queen when it comes to firearms. So she figures she can get this through. Now, the one thing we do have is hopefully the Senate is going to see what's happening here. This is nothing short than a full-blown takeover of the United States. The bumbling buffoon in office can't even have a press conference. It's been the longest extent that a president has not done a live press conference ever in the history of the United States, which clearly should tell everybody – this guy is complete and totally incompetent fool. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He just wanders around, signs stuff when they tell him to sign it. He literally is just a shell, and he's doing whatever they're told. The reason why they don't want him doing a press conference, the reason why they don't want him doing a basically State of the Union is because they know as soon as he looks off of his teleprompter, he just starts bumbling because he's got dementia. And the American populace is going to be an uproar if they see this happen. Because we already know the election was grossly stolen. We already know the thievery that occurred. We already know the lies that were told. And we already know the excuses <clears throat> excuse me, that are being brought into place <clears throat> to try to make sure everybody continues to believe the lie and the narrative. And so it's so important right now, my friends, that we continue to get the truth out there and realize what's happening right now and we have to talk to people we have to forward these shows you have to get these articles out there we have to continue to push this great awakening so to speak in the united states and get as many people awake and alive breathing fresh air standing their ground holding their head up high and saying this is america this isn't going to happen on our watch because what's happening right now is Pretty sad to me as a country, seeing these things all occur back to back to back to back. What do you think, Ben? You know, Austin, we have warned people and warned people and warned people. Now, I'm going to give a little bit of a recap here. This is important that I cover this. I've got a lot of new listeners, and I realize that a lot of you guys haven't been brought up to speed on what's really going on in the United States But what we're in the middle of right here is a Bolshevik communist revolution in the United States in slow-mo. That's what's going on. This is exactly what they did in Russia. This is exactly what they've done all over the world, and they're doing it here now. Now, you've got to step it back one notch, and you've got to stay with me. Now, this is really important. You guys listen to me, you new listeners. You've got to realize that the Rothschild banking cartel, who are Kabbalists, who are the synagogue of Satan, are the ones who financed World War One, World War Two, and also our Civil War, the War of 1812. All of it was brought to us by the Rothschild, Kabbalist, Luciferian banking cartel, the synagogue of Satan. That's what the Bible calls them in the book of Revelation. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. They are controlled by the ancient Canaanite religions, the ancient Egyptian mythology, They're controlled by satanic black magic, and they have their Kabbalist wizards and warlocks and witches dispersed throughout all of the different countries in the world and all of the administrations of the world to control this. Now, that probably sounds insane to you. It sounds insane to me, but this is the research. And what happened is this group of people swore blood vengeance against Russia in 1812 when the Tsar paid off 
the debt of Europe, loaned them the money so the Rothschilds couldn't force a central bank into all of the European countries or most of the European countries. Then in 1917, they were able to destroy the Tsar family with the blood libel, blood vengeance, and they killed them all. They're doing the same thing now to Germany because Germany in 1938 threw out the central bank and started printing debt-free currency. That's one of the reasons they hate Germany so much to this day. They're still destroying the very fabric, the very DNA of Germany, as in all of Europe. Why? Because this group of people hate Christianity because it goes against their Kabbalist teachings. It, it does. It, it talks about Jesus being the Son of God. They don't believe that. They believe that God is not the great I am, but a giant snake in a tree called Einsof. I know this sounds ludicrous to you guys. It sounds nuts to me. I don't believe any of this, but it's what they believe. The difference is they're willing to die for their beliefs. This is the Rothschild banking cartel. They believe that sex with children is great. They believe that transgenderism is great. They believe that hermaphroditic people are great. That's why we now have the bumbling buffoon, Biden, who's doing what he's told, has no idea what he's doing, is you know now paying again for transgender surgery in the military. You know, when, when you when you, you when you have transgender surgery and you're a female or you're a male and you have your genitalia cut off and you create you know basically a vagina. Forgive me for using words like this with kids listening, but what ends up happening is a gaping open wound, and it's it's just it never heals right. So we really need people like that. In a trench, in a battlefield, battlefield situation. It's ludicrous. All we've done is destroyed the ability of our military to fight by putting people in who've had debilitating surgeries. So this group of international bankers have done all of this. Now, what you have to understand is through the Balfour Declaration, Germany was basically attacked or the United States was brought into the war against Germany through the Balfour Declaration, which assured that Palestine would be given over to create an Israeli state or Israel. All of this was done by the same group who were hardcore communists, hardcore mafiosa, who wanted to have a state that they would not be able to be extradited from as far as for basically criminal activities. That would be Israel. In addition to that, in order to get the Christians off the loop, they developed the Schofield Bible and promoted it through the international printing presses, through Oxford Press, and gave it to all of the Christian universities and schools and seminaries throughout the world, which at that point started promoting Israel in the end days and the reformation of Israel as a country to promote Zionism, which is a political movement. Now, all of this stuff is done by the same people. All of it is done by the people who run the central banks, who control the world's finances, who basically launder the money from the international drug cartels to the tune of $1.5 trillion alone just out of Afghanistan every single year. This is who runs the world. This is it. Now, step forward. There's 60 approximately dual Israeli citizens who are Rothschild, Kabbalist controlled in the House and the Senate which pushed the swing votes both directions. These people, the majority of these people are hardcore communists. They're Jewish, Rothschild-controlled citizens operating out of our United States Congress and Senate, and they control the swing votes. And without their votes being present in this bill right now to take and basically register the guns and all the things they want to do with us right now and dis disarm the United States, this would never have happened. 
This is why I talk about this all of the time. This is the group of people who took down Building 7. This is the group of people, basically, who have been instrumental in declaring our war on terror and the expansion of the Middle East policy for the Greater Israel Program. This is the group of people that said they were going to take out all of these Middle Eastern countries. This is the group of people that has been forcing the United States to attack Syria unprovoked and getting ready probably to attack Iran unprovoked and saying Iran can't have a nuclear missile program. Iran can't have a nuclear reactor. Iran, 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 Iran. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Why can't Iran have nuclear power? Hmm? Who gave us the right to decide or Israel the right to decide that Iran can't have nuclear power? You say, well, you don't understand, Ted. If Iran gets nuclear power, they're going to nuke Israel. No, they're not. They're not. Israel has literally hundreds of nuclear weapons, and they can turn pretty much all of Iran into a glass parking lot if they want. We don't have to be involved in all of this. That's one of the reasons that John F. Kennedy was killed, because he refused to allow Israel to become a nuclear power. Thought I'd mention that. Do your own research. You go back and see that. It was that, the Roswell disclosure, him running his mouth to Marilyn Monroe, him wanting to disband the CIA and get rid of that organization that was slinging the drugs for the Rothschild banking cartel out of Southeast Asia. Because remember, the Costa Nostra Mafia, the Jewish Mafia, they're also instrumental in running Israel through the Jewish Mafia, and now they have a non-extradition country where they can't be extradited to any other country and be tried. But why would that even happen? Anyhow, because 60 to 70 of our senators and congressmen, if they tried to change the laws to do anything to allow this to happen, they would just vote no, 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 no. That's what they vote all the time. They're the ones who promote the transgender ideology because they believe that God is an hermaphrodite. Now, this is what's happening right now. But the Christians are sitting on the sidelines because we've been taught that if you say anything against Israel, you're cursed, which, by the way, isn't true. I mean, Israel is the group of people. These, this Jewish mafia is the one that brought us pretty much 99% of pornography into the United States. They're the ones who basically came in with the Frankfurt School, with these quote-unquote intellectuals from Goethe University in 1933, who were trying to figure out how to undermine Germany, and they quickly left Germany when Adolf Hitler came into power in 1933, went to Switzerland, then came to Columbia University to try to undermine the very fabric of the society to create communism in the United States because they realized that the United States would never be, would never fall unless it was corrupted internally, which is what they've done. We've stopped raising little Americans, and now we have men pretending to be women and women pretending to be men fighting in the trenches with the military, and I've got to give Donald Trump credit for stopping all that nonsense, but that's back again because the full hermaphroditic agenda is on full display, again, to basically bring honor to their quote-unquote serpent god. This is so nuts that all of this stuff is happening. So what do we have to do? How do we get out of this mess? Well, I don't know. I really don't know. The only thing we can do is pray at this point because, quite frankly, Congress is never going to pass laws against dual citizens from another country being part of Congress when 60 to 70 people in Congress and the Senate are dual citizens. They're not going to get it through. It's impossible. They'll never get it through. The only thing we can do is do it from a grassroots movement. 
and get people to realize that, you know, they've got to vote these clowns out and then the states have to implement proper voting procedures to prevent, and I mean very seriously, prevent election fraud like we had in the last election. Then you get these people out like Chucky Schumer and all the rest of these people and Feinstein and all of these people that are dual Israeli citizens out of Congress and we can be the United States for the people by the people again and not the United States for Israel. We've turned into Israel's whores, what we've done. We've turned to Israel's basically mercenary group of people that basically attack countries for Israel. This is what we've turned into. We've turned into a mercenary force for Israel. And they're extracting the wealth through the Rothschild banking card. Because remember, you can't separate Mossad, Israel, Rothschilds. It's all together. Mossad hired Jeffrey Epstein. Mossad hired Ghislaine Maxwell. Mossad hired basically by Israel equals Israel hired Jeffrey Epstein. Israel did that, guys. And then when Pollard went over to Israel a few months ago, who was basically one of the biggest spies ever in the United States, he was awarded a hero's welcome personally by Benjamin Netanyahu. They're not our friend, okay? They're using us like a doggone prostitute is what they're doing. Why? Because they want to create a new world order based out of Tel Aviv under the Israeli Supreme Court, under Noahide laws. That's, the, that's the, the fantasy of these guys. They want to create a third temple, a third temple. This is what it says in the book of Thessalonians, in which the Antichrist is going to be pierced with the spear of destiny, shed his own blood in the Holy of Holies, and be pranced out on the steps of the temple and declare himself God and start to rule and reign the world. This is the Antichrist. And what we've done in the United States, because we've taught our people through the Schofield Bible, which is another basically Zionist use, basically propaganda is what it is. They taught the people, don't worry about this. Christians will never have to go through a tribulation because you're going to be raptured pre-trib and you'll sit up in the heavenly grandstands and you'll watch all hell break loose on earth as the Antichrist comes out onto temple steps. So they now they send their people into these Christian churches and they allow them to basically collect offerings to rebuild a third temple, which is insanity because Jesus Christ died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. Then was resurrected three days later and stands forever as a priest for us in the order of Melchizedek in order to provide a sacrifice for our sins. It, we don't need, Christianity is not a continuation of Judaism. It's a rejection of Judaism. We've got to understand that. And Christians have to understand that we can't allow our country to be completely and totally run over. Look what they've done to Germany. Look what they've done to France. Look what they've done to Europe with this unbridled immigration. See, they don't want white Christians, Protestants, being involved or being in charge because we, in aggregate, for the most part, those of us over the age of 50, still love Jesus. And that's the problem with all of this. It's the atomistic hatred of Christ. Because he stands against this snake in a tree and all of this idolatry and all of this human sacrifice, being abortion and all of these missing children. Jeffrey Epstein had an altar on his island and basically a temple on his island with an altar. What was he doing on the altar stone in there? I have no idea. Was he sacrificing humans? I have no idea. This is some sick stuff that these guys are involved in. And these guys are the ones who rule the planet because they control the money supply. And until we stand – they're the ones who are taking the guns, by the way. They're the ones who took down Building 7. It's the same group of Canaanite, religious, druid, weirdo, 
nightmare satanic people that do this all the time. They are the synagogue of Satan. The Bible calls them out for what they are and who they are. And that's what we have to understand. Now, I'm going to say it again. Not all Jews are involved in this, just like not all Christians are supporting a third temple fund. Okay? It's a group of people who claim to be Jews but who are not, who are the synagogue of Satan. Now, are most Jews extremely liberal? The answer is yes, because a lot of these Jews came out of Russia under a communist ideology, millions of them, 100 years ago. And a lot of these communist ideology people came in as professors and were credentialed in the United States and went into our university systems and basically have corrupted the hearts and the minds by promoting this whole thing about communism to the people in the United States and destroying the moral fiber. They brought us filthy music. They brought us filthy advertising. They brought us filthy music. I'm not sorry, filthy movies. They brought us filthy. They brought us this pornography. They did all of this. The same synagogue of Satan. And we've got to understand that. And if we understand what and who we're fighting, that it's basically a, you know, it's a battle in the heavenlies against what's happening, then we'll get it. I was looking this morning on Daily Mail to basically segue into a different topic, which ties into this. And this police chief is hugging this family of a girl who is 17 who was shot dead by his police officers. She hugs her father and tells the mourners his officers are in pain because they didn't realize that she was a 17-year-old teenager. Well, what they don't tell you is this. They show a picture of her when she's like 12, 13 years old, and she was a sweet little girl. They don't tell you she ran away from home at 14. She turned into a complete and total criminal, that she had a gun, and she was discharging and shooting at his officers as she was running away in a high-speed pursuit because she basically had gone sideways. Why did she go sideways? Well, because our culture has been destroyed by the music that's satanically inspired via Hollywood. You know, I remember when Black Sabbath came out back in the 70s and they were playing these horrible – think about this, the term Black Sabbath, satanic Sabbath. And we started listening to that music. And I, did, I listened to it too when I was in high school. And I always thought there's something ain't right about this. It ain't right. Then you start listening to the lyrics and all the other crazy stuff that's out there that people listen to that changes and reprograms their thinking in their mind. And then they get involved with their friends who are listening to the same music and they get involved with drugs or alcohol and promiscuity or they start hating their parents and they run away from home. So probably what happened to this young girl. And so we then have people like, how should we say this? Andy, this is, this, this one blew my mind this morning. Obey. And maybe some freedom back. White House COVID advisor, by July the 4th, if you obey and you listen to us, we will, may, we will be able to do many but not all things if everybody is vaccinated. Unbelievable. Forget about the thousands of people that have died, the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of side effects. They want us to obey. On Thursday broadcast of MSNBC, The Last Word, White House Senior Advisor for COVID Response, Andy Slavitt, stated that everyone is going to have a chance to be vaccinated by the 4th of July. Of course, pick the 4th of July, Independence Day, and that by then we're going to be in a situation where many of the things in our lives, but not all of them, you remember, you remember, peasant, I'm adding this, but you remember, peasant, not all of them, but many of the things that we so cherish so much, namely spending time with one another, we're going to have back. Wait a minute. Slava said, I think everyone is going to have a chance to be vaccinated by the 4th. But the CD said, even today, that a grandparent who's vaccinated can go visit. And yes, even hug a grandchild. Thank you for that permission. 
who hasn't been vaccinated without a mask so long as they are low risk. Unbelievable. So we have to ask ourselves, who is this Andy Slavic clown? Well, he's the American businessman and healthcare advisor who served as the acting administration of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services March the 15th under Obama, a leader of the team. Here we go. Here we go. That helped to repair healthcare.gov website to the tune of hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars after its roll-off. And he was nominated by Barack Obama to run the CMS in 2015. But let's not stop here. Let's tie him into the Rothschild banking cartel. Career. After graduating from college, he was an investment banker. Get ready. Here it comes at Goldman Sachs. Does it ever end with Goldman Sachs? Rothschild organization created through the Federal Reserve Banks. Unbelievable. And it never, ever ends. The CFR members, the Council on Foreign Relations that was developed after World War I to create a new world order and a one world government and all of the people from Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan that are constantly being put in top administrative positions are all tied together. You know, Austin and I have discussed this forever on this show, but I want to give you a little synopsis today and just put the little bow on the top since they are now passing gun legislation and draconian gun legislation, and we just need to hope and pray it doesn't make it through the Senate. Austin, what do you think, bud? You you nailed it on the head, and then it becomes at that point the aspect of the state's in the local counties and the people to decide whether or not this is something that they're going to go further with. As you've already seen in Missouri, County of Missouri, the Sheriff's Department has issued a decree in that county of Missouri that any new federal gun laws that are attempted to be executed in the state or in that county by federal agents, federal agents will be arrested. They cannot do it. They said, absolutely not. We will not allow this to go on. And back to what Dad was saying as far as with this Goldman Sachs boy, and it is funny because almost every time you dig under a rock and you want to know who's pulling the strings, it's always a banker. It's always the banks. The banks, the banks, the banks. I mean, look what they were doing to the temple, the money changers. One of the only times ever in the Bible where Jesus became mad, justifiably mad, started whipping everybody. that's that's how much he hated what the bankers did and how they always continued to turn in and manipulate and pollute just about everything they got involved in. And what we're seeing now is that, same thing I said for last year, is it's the constant carrot on a stick. Oh, well, if you do this in a couple months, we'll do this. In a couple months, we'll do this now. Oh, if, if you're good, then we'll lower the restrictions. Oh, well, in a couple more months, we'll be back to the normal. You know, Biden actually tried to be somewhat coherent. I guess they had him geeked up on amphetamines or Adderall or whatever they wanted to put together. Or, you know, who knows what they're doing with this clown. And he basically said the same thing yesterday. He goes, if, if we, you know, if we do our part and we continue to do this by July 4th, there's a good chance you may be able to be with your family and friends in the backyard for a cookout on Independence Day. Wait, what? I don't, I don't ever remember reading anywhere, anywhere, in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, heck, any literature, that we have to get our permission to be with our friends and family. I, I don't, I, I don't know where he's coming 
coming at this from? I don't, I don't know. This, this is bizarre to me. So you're telling me that if we obey, like Dad said, and we're good little peasant serfs, and we do what we're told, then we can actually spend time with our our friends and our family in the backyard. Oh my gosh, that's, that's so generous of him. I mean, what what did we do to deserve such a generous guy? Like, really? And then he goes on to say, but if we don't stay vigilant and the conditions change, then we may have to reinstate restrictions to get back on track again. I need you to get vaccinated, and it's your turn for your family, friends, and neighbors to get vaccinated as well. Guys, you cannot make up any more blatant, bold-faced propaganda if you literally got the writings from Joseph Goebbels himself. This is the most most blatant rhetoric, and I don't even understand how so many people don't even see what's happening right now, right in front of us. It was um, I talked to a friend the other day, and we were we were discussing the things with masks, and somebody had come up, and they were kind of talking about the same topic. And I said, "So when?" And the guy walked up, he had a mask on. It was over at the store uh, getting some more supplies for the house, and uh, we were kind of having a quick conversation. I said, "Dude, when when are you gonna take the mask off?" Oh, well, you know, I, they, they're saying it's something you should still do now. I said, well, when, when, when's the magic, when's the magic date? He goes, what? I said, when's the magic date? When's the magic date that they give you permission to take your mask off? Well, I don't know. I guess when everything's better. I said, well, when's it going to be better? Who, who is the one who determines when it's better? Remember, my friends, when you start consenting to an authority, that starts telling you they'll give you permission if you do this so you can live freely again. Or they're going to give you some of your rights back. The government doesn't have the right to grant you rights. Those are God-given rights, and they are clearly addressed in the Bill of Rights. The only thing the government is there to do, allegedly, is to protect and support those rights. In most cases, as we have seen now, it's pretty much violate and compromise those rights. But anytime you allow somebody to start telling you when you can see your family, when you can take off your face diaper, when you can leave your house, when you can start your business again, you have now become a subject. You're a slave. They now own you, and they give you permission of what you can and can't do. So it's very important, all of you. All of my friends, all of our listeners, it's time to make a stand with this now. This clownery, this tomfoolery that we're seeing right now is nothing short of a full-blown Bolshevik revolution, just like Dad said. Nailed it on the head. That's what's going on right now. Other news, and this is good news, it's interesting. The Texas Attorney General now has pretty much issued an ultimatum to the Austin mayor over mask. I really, really wish... Ron DeSantis would do this down here in Florida. What's happened is now the city of Austin has done the same thing that Tampa and Miami have done down here in Florida. The governor has said no mass mandates. People cannot be fined. Nobody can do this. Well, the city of Austin came in and said, yeah, guess what? We really don't care what you say, governor. We're still going to implement masks. And if, if businesses don't apply or don't, do not basically comply with our mask mandates, we're going to fine them. So the attorney general has basically said, mm, no, no, that's that's not how this works. I'm the AG of Texas, and there are no more mass mandates. We're done. 
they're over with statewide. Don't care what you say. You're not going to implement them in a city. You have no precedent or right to do this. So we're going to see how this plays out. I know DeSantis has gotten a lot of flack for doing what he did. And ironically now, as we have seen, it was the best move because it's the constitutional freedom move of making the state completely open. No reason to have anything shut down as it doesn't work. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Mississippi governor, the, I mean, representative, or Mississippi governor Tate Reeves, Republican, now signed a bill that restricts transgender athletes to only competing in sports that correspond with their birth gender. Mississippi SB 2536 will go into effect on July 1st. The Magnolia State became the second state to ban transgender athletes from competing against natural-born girls after Iowa passed it late last year. There's also 20 other states who are considering passing this same bill. This is very important, and I highly support this, and you know my stance on this as well. A grown man does not need to be competing with females. It just doesn't work. We've already gone to this discussion numerous times, and the whole premise of this is to come in and cause more confusion, more strife, and cause disunity among everybody. So there's this constant conflict. Remember, his dad always says, they turn everything, these banker boys, they turn everything on the axis. They know what they're doing, and they constantly push people in directions and drive them into more conflict. This is why you see now all these different groups. If the United States come together as one giant united nation, you know, a, a true United States of America, united, keyword, dude, there's, there literally we would be unstoppable. They would not be able to do any of this. But because now we have so many different pockets of confusion and anger and hatred and resentment and bitterness bitterness towards everybody, that's why I've encouraged people. I say, listen, let the small things go sometimes. I mean, some, it's just not worth it. Now, obviously, there's sometimes there's things that you have to stand your ground on. But other times, it's like live and let be with certain things. Now, when you start seeing things directly affect you, when you start seeing stuff happen that basically people are trying to force you to do or force you to accept, that's a different story. But for the most part, everybody's got to deal with their own life and what they have to handle. So it's definitely something that everybody needs to get on the same page with is we have one singular enemy, and that is exactly what Dad just discussed, and we all have to start understanding that. Also, too, in other news, Amazon – you guys know my disdain for Amazon. They now have come in. As you know, they, they pretty much ban anything on Amazon that doesn't fit their leftist communist narrative because they are turning into and pretty much are a global retail monopoly. That's why I refuse to support them. I told you what they did a couple days ago with our zinc glycinate. You know, ten, 10 years ago, we spent weeks building an Amazon account and put products on it. Primarily for the main purpose of displaying it and getting our name out there in the marketplace and using it essentially as free advertisement. I never really cared about selling on Amazon because they charge you 15% on every sale, and I don't want to support Amazon. That's why I've told the majority of the customers, I say, listen, if you go on Amazon, look at the prices, look at the products, call us up directly. We're here to talk to you. We're here to help you. You try to call somebody up at Amazon, see how, see how that works out for you. It's a nightmare. Their customer service is garbage. Not to mention half the time you got to sit on the phone for 10, 20, 30 minutes. They came in and said, by the way, 
zinc glycinate that's been on our site, their site, completely legal, nothing abnormal about it, is uh, no longer allowed to be on our site because it violates our guidelines. And so we tried to rebuttal it, and they sent us back, I told you guys, a laundry list of all the stuff they wanted. They wanted our manufacturer's name, their contact information, their email, their phone number, invoices. I mean, the whole nine yards. I mean, unbelievably invasive stuff for a business standpoint. And I said, whatever, they'll take it off. Well, now they've come in, and they have been banning any and all books that are essentially anti-LGBTQRSTUV. So anything that comes in, and they said so, and I quote, we have chosen not to sell books that frame LGBTQRSTUV identity as a mental illness. Amazon's letter came in response to an inquiry by four senators as to why Amazon had decided to ban a best-selling book by conservative scholar Ryan T. Anderson. The book, basically, in late February, Amazon digitally scrubbed Anderson's book, When Harry Became Sally, responding to the transgender movement, just days before congressional vote on the Equality Act. This is what Amazon does. If you think it's bad now, give it a couple more years of them being unchecked. This is why they're doing everything and making it digital. They want to be able to go in and say, you can't sell that book. Swipe. It's gone. Your digital access is denied now. It's banned. When that was your main source of revenue, what do you do? Or better yet, when they come in and say, you know what? These movies, not okay. You're only allowed to see the movies that we allow you to see. Hence, Amazon, uh, whatever it's called, the Prime, I guess, with the, the movies. You can, you can pay money and you can download movies. I don't have it. I think it's, uh, it's like similar to Netflix, so to speak. But it's always movies that they essentially won't allow you to see. You give it another five to ten years of this type of behavior, there's going to be full-blown digital book burning and movie burning. There will be certain films you wouldn't be able to find anymore. There will be books you can't even access anymore. There will be nothing available because they own the entire market. That's why I so encourage and I thank everybody for supporting Health Masters and for supporting local small businesses and small online businesses. Thank you for continuing to support this country and what it stands for and not supporting the global retail monopoly like Amazon. What do you think, Deb? Well, you're right. John Wayne will be next. I mean, you know, within 20, 30 years, you oh, won't yeah. find a John Wayne movie on Amazon or even for sale or even stream. You won't have it. It won't be available. He's too macho. I mean, they actually have guys that act like guys who actually – Kiss the girl. Oh my gosh, they kissed the girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, Austin. Austin, they kissed a girl in the movie. I mean, how could they do that? How could they kiss a girl? <laughs> how many, I, I mean, it's nuts. And because they want the hemaphroditic agenda. And you think, well, they can't all go back to that. I promise you. Do the research. Just do it yourself. I spent years looking at this stuff, trying to figure a way out not to believe this quite frankly i didn't want to believe any of this i thought no there's no way that this is being controlled by one group of people no way this is being controlled by this 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 hermaphroditic agenda this this cabalist agenda and the more i looked the worse it got and i finally started thinking well geez this is really something i don't want to talk about but this is how it is and you say oh it can't always be like that it can't always be like that well let's look at merrick garland hardcore communist Hates, absolutely hates guns, has been confirmed as the head of Biden's Justice Department. The Senate confirmed Marilyn Garland on Wednesday. 
as Attorney General with a bipartisan vote, putting the federal appeals court judge in charge of President Joe Biden's Justice Department. He was confirmed 70 to 30. Oh, gosh. Where's the Republican people that are standing against this hardcore gun hater? Senate and Republican leader Mitch McConnell said he was voting to confirm Garland because of his long reputation as a straight shooter and legal expert and that his left-of-center perspective was still within the legal mainstream. He's even saying he's a leftist. Let's hope our incoming attorney general applies the nonsense, no-nonsense approach to the serious challenges facing the Department of Justice in our nation. Garland was nominated to Supreme Court by Barack Obama after the death of Justin Anthony Scalia. President Donald Trump took office and his nomination floundered, which is a good thing. So remember I told you guys just about 10, 15 minutes ago how there was this massive exodus of people who were basically hardcore Jewish communists out of Russia that came into the United States and brought their Soviet government communist ideology into the United States. And you think, well, why are you bringing that up again? You already talked about that. Oh, 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 <laughs> thank you for asking. Because we, we're now going to pull Merrick Garland, the new attorney general, up on Wikipedia. And uh, basically, you know, he went to Harvard. Very smart guy. And here we go. You guys get ready. Get ready. Here we go. Merrick, Brian, I'm reading for Wikipedia, so don't fuss at me. Merrick Brian Garland was born November the 13th, 1952 in Chicago. He grew up in the northern Chicago suburb of Lincolnwood. His mother, Shirley Horwitz, was director of volunteer services at Chicago's Council for Jewish Elderly. His father, Cyril Garland, headed Garland Advertising, a small business that ran out of the family home. Garland was raised in a conservative Judaism, and the family having been changed from Garfinkel several generations prior, his grandparents left the pale of settlement within the Russian Empire. Oh, so they're Russian immigrant Jewish folks that are hardcore communists fleeing anti-Semitic programs and seeking a better life for their children in the United States. Oh, I didn't just say that, did I? I didn't just say that the vast majority of this is from these folks that came over from Russia who were hardcore communist Jewish folks who came into the United States. Oh, that was his grandparents, wasn't it? Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Imagine me. I just said that, and it actually came out to be quite true with this guy who absolutely hates guns. I mean, think about it for a second. Now we have another gun hater, you know, like we had with Attorney General Barr who was involved with Ruby Ridge, and all of a sudden we have another one of these guys in here, and he gets a 70 to 30 vote to come in. So just thought I'd go ahead and mention that and let you guys know that just maybe that you need to do your own research on this, and you're going to find out pretty quickly. It's sad, but you're going to find out pretty quickly that I'm telling you guys the truth about all of this crazy nonsense that's happening and where this stuff came from. By the way, you know when you stop and you look back at what they've done, and what they say and the crazy stuff they continue to do, you just don't even realize that, you know, with the COVID bailout, this is an article from Breitbart that I posted at the Health Masters website, that the average income now for a family with like two or three children that don't work because of the COVID relief could pay families $92,000 this year for not working. This is communism, guys. The combination of child tax credits, enhanced unemployment benefits, and stimulus payments in the newly signed COVID relief bill will create a powerful disincentive for working. 
So many of my friends, including Mike, who owns a restaurant, can't get people to work because of all the money people are still getting because of COVID. Just how much? Well, let's take a look at the numbers here and take a look at what happens here and how it gets to 92000 Let's start with unemployment benefits. The COVID relief bill puts an extra $300 per week enhancement on top of regular state benefits. In New Jersey, the average state employee unemployment insurance pays $419 a week. So that's $719 a week for each parent or $1,438 per week per household, which is the equivalent of earning $74,776 for not working. But it's a little bit more than that if you have taxes because the Biden administration's COVID relief bill makes the first 10,200 unemployment benefits untaxable. How about that? The enhancements are not scheduled to last the full year, neither are the extensions of the benefits. But in New Jersey, jobless are entitled to a total of 26 weeks of unemployment benefits plus 20 additional weeks. But Congress has repeatedly extended the length of the time of jobless American collective benefits for COVID and keep the federal enhancement in place. On top of that, if they have three kids, that entitles the household to $3,600 in refundable child tax credits, a total of $10,800. So the family income would now be the equivalent of $85,576. Each parent is worth $1,400 in stimulus or a total of $7,000. This would bring the household income to over $92,000 a year. However, this is more than the 2019 median household income of New Jersey of 85,271 and they don't have to work. This is Cloward and Piven brought to you again by the Rothschild banking cartel with a hardcore communist Cloward and Piven out of Columbia University an offshoot of what the Frankfurt School was teaching and this is how we find the United States going down the ash heap of history. By the way, just to throw a little bit of trivia in here today, Candace Owens, who I really like, but I'm not quite sure what her long-term goals are because she's also a hardcore Zionist. She's backing Pierce Morgan, and she's claiming the leftist narcissist Meghan Markle. She's right about that. She's a communist narcissist, Meghan Markle, and she questions the racism allegations. I don't know about you guys, but I could absolutely care less about the sicko royal family and all of the sicko weird stuff that they basically are involved in over there with their British hunting parties that we figured out, hunting children and the elite hunting parties that we found that were happening. And, you know, and our good old, you know, Charles and his great, great, great granddaddy, Clout Dracula. I mean, bunches. I don't care. You know, we told the Brits back in 1776, we had enough of you and your weirdo monarchy. Had enough of you. And King George had enough of you with taxation without representation. And why the media continues to push these guys on us is absolutely mind-boggling to me. By the way, just to make sure that we stay with the communist mantra today of Chicago, a new suburb now is going to be the first in the U.S. to pay reparations, slave reparations, to black residents who will be offered $25,000 towards home ownership so long as they or their relatives live there between 1919 and 1969, and they will use as tax on legal marijuana to pay for it. thought I'd mention this. The city council committed to utilize tax revenues collected from the sales of marijuana to support reparations with a pledge of over $10 million over the next 10 years. Eviston officials are expected to vote March 22nd about whether the first 400,000 
will be dedicated to addressing housing needs. Under this portion of the program, residents, again, will get $25,000 to use towards home ownership. In order to qualify, they must have lived there during these specific years. They can also qualify if they are a direct descendant of a black person who lived in Evanston between 1919 and 1969 and suffered discrimination in housing. Some feel reprobations will only go so far and systemic racism in policy needs to be addressed. No, white people need to be addressed. White people need to be made to go away. Because why can't they've got to blame somebody? They've got to blame the white people. Why? Well, because the white people are the ones who basically settled the United States of America. They basically said, you know, we don't really, you know, want to stay in England. We don't want to stay in Europe and have all of this. How should I say? Um, what's the best word to use? Prejudice against worshiping God the way they wanted to. Remember, they came to this country for freedom of religion, guys, but they don't teach that in the schools anymore. They don't want to have to be told who and what they need to worship from the Church of England or the Catholic Church in Europe, which was still very powerful 400 years ago. They wanted to come to the United States to worship God as they saw fit. But gosh, let's not let them talk about Jesus. He is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. No, let's not let us do that. By the way, seven European nations have halted now the AstraZeneca jabs because of serious blood clots. Guys, really think through this if you want to get these injections and these people that are dying all over the planet now from blood clots. And always remember to have faith. Remember this, guys. Remember Matthew 21, 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, you'll receive if you have faith. Hebrews 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Forever, whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Now, what does that mean? That means if you don't believe in God and you don't believe that he exists, you can't have faith. And if you have faith, you have to believe that in God and believe that he exists and that pleases him. We need to do what pleases the Almighty. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the convictions of things not yet seen. Incredible verses here on faith. You need to really have faith. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Guys, that's a great prayer. Father, I thank you and I trust you with all of my heart. I don't lean on my own understanding. I acknowledge you in all of my ways. And I ask you to make straight my paths. Lord, I thank you that my footsteps are ordered by you. Guys, that's a prayer that all of us have to pray. Luke one thirty seven. for nothing will be impossible with God. For we walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5 through 7. In Ephesians 2 to 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. And all we always remember, you will call his name Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. Through him, all things, the entire universe is held together. He is the counselor. He is the good shepherd. He is our savior. Guys, I love you. Also, will be on Hagman tonight. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And always remember that this is the day the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Talk to you guys next week. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. As you know, I've been saying this for the last year, that they're going to continue to keep pushing this lockdown narrative and they're going to try to bring in the global warming 
context of it. The Guardian posted an article. RT posted it. A couple other pages. They actually screenshotted it because the Guardian changed the title of it. The original title, and I'm going to put this up to the link on our website today. The original title was Global Lockdown Every Two Years Needed to Meet Paris CO2 Goals, says New Study. Did you hear what I said? Global lockdown every two years needed to meet Paris CO2 goals. That was the title on The Guardian. They have now come in and they've now changed the title of it, and it's called now Equivalent of COVID Emissions Drop Needed Every Two Years. So they changed it. They said way too much. And what they did in this article, it's they, they're blatantly telling you what's happening. They're saying that if carbon emissions don't drop by the equivalent of what we saw with this worldwide lockdown, roughly every two years for the next decade, the Earth will heat to apocalyptic levels. A team of researchers at the University of East Anglia warned in a Nature article published Wednesday. Now, first off, as complete and total fake news, the world is cyclical. The Earth is constantly moving. Everything changes on this big, giant globe that we're spinning on. This is not abnormal. This is very, actually very normal. The earth changes, things move, nothing stays the same. This is all designed to, again, spread out the working peasant class that they refer to us as and the upper, upper elite. This lockdown that we saw last year did absolutely nothing but make them insanely rich and at the same time put millions upon millions upon millions of people out of business. This new bill that they've passed now, this $1.9 trillion COVID relief package, and as I told you, this thing, the more we find out about it, this thing is so full of lard pork fat, it's disgusting. You can't even eat it. They're now saying that once they're getting through this bill, since nobody bothered to read it, it's got a $40 billion program to revive and expand Obamacare's enrollment protocols. Here we go, guys. So while few details have been unveiled beyond a massive expansion of enrollment in the plan on a revived healthcare.gov, several red alarms have been raised, which began with the appointment of Obamacare architect Ezekiel Emanuel to Biden's COVID task force last year and now bringing in the new Obamacare back in this COVID bill. I told you guys this thing was a complete and total joke. Yeah, everybody's going to get $1,400, you know, a third of the population. Guys, it doesn't take a mathematician to realize $1.9 trillion doesn't equal $1,400 for a third of the population. This whole thing was another giant redistribution of wealth, just like the same one was last year. And so exactly what Dad said with this unemployment, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to accept socialism, that we're here to help you out because of COVID. Most people don't need to be helped out right now. If they do, put a small bill together that can help people that basically don't have a job or they're not working or they've been laid off. And that's all you need. Just put put a bill together that helps out people get back on their feet if they need it. But this whole trillions upon trillions of dollars and the populace is getting like you know 5% of it, 10% of it, it's a joke. It's a complete and total joke, exactly what we called it. They want to get people fully dependent on the government. This 
is crucial for a communist, basically, mantra to be put into place in the United States. So, again, keep getting the truth out there, my friends. Try to wake people up the best you can. And, again, stay true to your convictions. If you believe it, if you stand by it, own it. Own it. That's what you have. That's what you are. This is what you believe in. And stand on it. Because way too many people I have seen have compromised their beliefs and their convictions over the last year. Too many people now just are continuing to go along with the narrative because that's what they told them to do. Nobody is going to tell me what to do, when I can work, how I can work, where I can go, who I can see, how I can travel. Nobody. And it's time America starts getting that standpoint, that aggression, that willpower back like they did at the beginning of our country's founding, our original heritage. So thank you again for the support, my friends. I'll be back on the Hagman Show tonight. i got a couple more articles we're going to be discussing on there as well. Be sure to check out the product of the week, Ultimate Multiple Chewable, on sale now. Thank you, my friends. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.